I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Kim Grenolds of dogman.com with Scott Eklund. It is Tuesday afternoon and introductory press conference this morning at 11 a.m. with the new coach. Uh, Jed Fish was introduced to the media, a lot of former players, alumni as well. And uh, hey, Scott, the first thing that caught my attention as I was walking in, look to the right. They had chilled champagne there. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. The one thing I was missing was the Sugar Bowl trophy. I thought it was going to be in the case, but it wasn't there. Um, but yeah, I, I saw the I saw the chilled champagne. Good thing I'm not a champagne drinker, otherwise I probably would have uh, imbibed. Okay, so now I've got on my list to reach out and find out where the trophy is. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll do that this afternoon. Also, walked by some of the coaches' offices today. Um, Anoki Brechterfield looked like he was packing up. Um, William Inge was working the room. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, I think so. He was definitely talking to a lot of people. Yeah, it it sure seems like he wants to try to stay here. Um, I've heard that, you know, uh, Chuck Morrell wants to stay here. Um, He's got two kids in high school. He does not want to move them. So I think Chuck Morrell wants to stay. Um, I'm guessing most of the coaches want to stay as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, did you see any of the other coaches uh, from the previous staff other than Inge and um, Brechterfield? Yeah, I didn't even see Brechterfield. You're the one who saw him. No, Inge was the only one that I saw. Well, the other thing that was interesting kind of that I found out was Ron McKeefrey was there and sure doesn't sound like he's going back to Alabama. Um, Sounds like they would like to keep him on in some capacity here because Jed Fish is bringing his own strength and conditioning guy, Tyler Owens, who's got a pretty good background back at Alabama working for the guy who's supposed to be the rock star of rock stars is the you know, strength and conditioning coach back there, but his name is Tyler Owens and all indications are as he's bringing that guy, but sounds like they're going to try to keep Ron McKeefrey back here in some capacity, which I think would be huge. Yeah, I do too. Uh, the players all know him. They all like him. Uh, you know, like I said, in another podcast, he's the guy, you know, kind of the MVP, the the main contact for the players with the coaching staff during the off season. And uh, he's the one who's with them most. He He's there in the morning with them. He's there in the evening with them when they're working out. And the, he's the one that runs the, uh, you know, winter conditioning. I, some people, used, we used to call them mat drills, but w- they aren't really mat drills anymore. But th- where they run, run those strength and agility drills and the stuff where they put garbage cans on the side of the field <laughs> because the guys are running so hard and working so hard that sometimes they have to deposit their breakfast in places. But, uh, yeah, I, he's the one who runs all that stuff. And, and, um, I have no, no, um, 
no doubt that the Arizona coach could do a really, really good job at the University of Washington. But uh, it's nice to have a guy that the players know and, and already trust. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because I thought it'd be a foregone conclusion. Ron McKeefrey would head to Alabama because when he got, first got hired here, he got offered by Nick Saban to come back to Alabama. Yep, and yep. he got he got a bump in salary. So I thought that might be a foregone conclusion. But, uh, you know, Ron McKeefrey was there. We talked about William Inge being there. But two of the guys that are coming up, and Jed Fish was a little hesitant to name names, but uh, Jimmy Doherty, who was here uh, back when Sark was here, and um, Jordan Pow Pow. Of course, uh, Husky fans know Jordan Pow Pow, but those two were also uh, at the press conference, and we had a chance to talk to those two guys. Yeah, the thing about Doherty is he wasn't at Washington when the uh, new facilities got put in place. So that that was all new for him. And and then Jordan Pow Pow had been here for, gosh, what was he? He was there for, what, three or four of Sark's seasons? Yeah. And, and then he was there for all through um, Chris Peterson's tenure. Yeah. And so he was at UW for almost a decade and um, wound up coming back. And he, he told, I think he told you too, but he told me that his wife and, and, and he could not wait to get back up here to the university of Washington. Um, you know, the, the Arizona job they love, they love the people down there and everything, but this is a place where they always wanted to be. Yeah. Jimmy Doherty. It's kind of funny. He, uh, you know, he's gotten older. He had, I, I asked him about, uh, we both got, said it apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy got, Jimmy was just a young pup when he was here, but, uh, he's got a couple daughters, which means daughters need one thing. You're going to get gray hair. And he definitely had them, but I was nice enough to inform them since both of them left that Seattle real estate prices have taken a nosedive. So they'd be able to afford. Quite yeah. A bit yeah. <laughs> he, well, when he was at the university of Washington, that's when he met, met his wife. His wife is an ASU grad. She's from Montana originally, but, um, she, uh, loves the area, the Washington area. And that's where she was when he met her. They got married here in the area and their daughter was born. I, I want to say she was born at, uh, UW, but if it isn't UW, she was born at one of the local hospitals. And so, um, his oldest daughter who is 12, I think is what he said was. So, um, you know, he's, he's right in the thick of it, man. He and I are kind of right there. He's got, what did he say? 12, nine and seven or something like that for his kids. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like you said, Kim, he was he I don't even know if he was shaving on a regular basis when he was here. And now, you know, he's got he's got a beard. He's got a little gray. We were kind of chiding him about that a little bit because both of us have plenty of gray in our stuff, too. But um, no, he's he's excited to be back. He's going to be the quarterback's coach. He's he's really excited about what's going on here. And, and he said, you know, Coach Fish knows what he wants and he knows what to look for. And all of us um, work so well together, the entire staff. And he goes, offensively, we had the same guys every year that we were at Arizona. And you saw what we built and we're planning to do that here. So. Yeah, it was it was also kind of cool. Jimmy Doherty and Jordan Powell, of course, recognized us a lot of the time. You see so many people, you don't recognize people, but they immediately uh, recognized us. Were happy to see us, and you know, the, one of the key things that I got from Jimmy, and you know, we're supposed to keep all of this off the record, you know, because they haven't signed contracts or anything. But I did ask him. Their best players came from Servite High School down in California, so I asked Jimmy who's uh, who was responsible for recruiting Servite High School, and Jimmy smiled and goes, "That would be me." So yeah, uh, well, no. 
he said, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily just him, but he said, I'll claim that one. Yeah, so keep an eye on Servite High School, and they're a powerhouse down there in the California area. So uh, we'll see what comes out of Servite High School. And uh, Jordan Powell, like you know, we were joking with him because he always used to be the guy, no matter what the weather, he would have you know the extra layers on even when it was 95, and he would run uh, line to line in the end zone just when he was done with practice and just uh, just creating himself, making himself miserable. So. Uh, that was a good memory of Jordan Pow Pow. Yeah. What, uh, what was it when the players are out on the field, just kind of throwing the ball around the art route, actually going through drills and he would just run back and forth across the end zone. Yeah. So, so 53 and a half, what is it? 53 and a half yards, whatever it is. And uh, he would just run back and forth for probably, I don't know, roughly about a half an hour, about a half hour. minutes. Layered yeah. up no matter what yeah. the temperature was. He was, yep. he, was sw- he was sweating it out. Mm-hmm. He was definitely sweating it out. So, yeah, uh, Jed Fish, of course, introduced to the media. Um, he still um, look, I, I thought, you know, just first impression, I'll give you mine and then I'll ask for yours. First impression, um, he seems like a really smart guy. Uh, he also seems um, a little bit guarded where he didn't want to give up too much today. Well, yeah, there's I think there's a lot of things that still have to be worked out. Um, in order to bring, you know, you, you don't want to say anything and then things aren't finalized and everything like that. Like there's still rumors that Kevin Cummings, the quarterbacks, I'm sorry, the wide receivers coach that he was planning to bring up here could wind up as the OC down at, at Arizona. Uh, they just hired their head coach, Brent Brennan out of, uh, San Jose state. And so Cummings I was, is the guy, by the, by the way, I was told by several people he was here today. Yes, he was. Cummings was here, but you know yeah. that there's still talks going on. I mean, well, yeah. I'm sure there's still talks going on. So I don't I think Jed Fish was just like, until I finalize my staff, I'm not really ready to really talk about these guys yet. But um, the, he's going to have he knows that he's on a very short timeline. He has to get these guys in. He has to get them settled and they have to get out recruiting kids, not just kids, high school kids and everything like that. They have to go re-recruit all of the guys from the 2024 class. They got to go re-recruit the entire roster and make sure these guys know we need you. We want you. Washington, what did he say? 66 players. 65, I thought he said. So they need need 20 guys. They need 20 guys. And, well, they don't necessarily need them, but that's, you know, you can go up to 85 scholarship guys. And so um, it's a a tenuous situation at this point. I'm not – worried about it i think things are going to be just fine for washington alabama players are starting to enter the portal now that their coach is gone arizona players will start entering the portal um san jose state players will start entering the portal and there will be more and more added as as new hires and and guys who leave and all that different stuff happens so just keep an eye on it yeah i expect um you know guys from washington that are in the portal i expect some of them to come back I expect some of the guys from Arizona to come up here with them, but I also expect some from other schools to wind up back up here. And, you know, we need to do a little bit more homework and figure out because some of these guys are in school and it's the semester system versus the quarter system. And I've been told that gives Washington an advantage, but spring ball is only about 60 days away. You know, and I'm sure they want to get some of these transfer portal guys, you know, up and in here. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I talked with Troy Dannon and he just said, Hey, 
He goes, it does give us an advantage over some people because we are on the quarter system. But he said the academics aren't always the same. And so you got to you got there's a lot of stuff that we have to work through with the compliance team. But he goes, luckily, we have a really good compliance team and they tell us what needs to be done. And then we work from there. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah. Um, also interesting talking to uh, Fish. I asked him, you know, because the devil's always in the details and it's not just about salary and buyout, but a lot of things, you know, resources that are going to be available to NIL money uh, and the assistant coaches uh, pool. And he said with what he's got to work with, with an assistant salary pool, he can hire anybody in the country with what he's got to work with. Yep. Yep. That's what I've heard pool. too. Yeah. You know what, what he said out there, Scott, was there anything that really jumped out at you? Um, you know, I I think the biggest thing was the recruiting aspect. Um, coach DeBoer and his philosophy was that we're going to go after the best high school players we can find, but we're also going to vet them and see what's most important to them. And we knew we've told you guys over and over on the message boards that he was just never going to get in a bidding war for a high school kid. He didn't believe in it. He didn't think it was good for the morale of the team, um, for uh, any anybody's benefit, really. And there are definitely arguments that can be made for that. And I, I happen to be someone who agrees a lot with that philosophy. That being said, uh, Jed Fish said, I build, I believe in building your team through high school prospects. And he goes, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to go out and get some portal guys. Cause we are going to do that, but building through high school prospects and high school recruiting is how we're going to build this roster and, and make it, you know, really good going forward and depth and all that different stuff. He didn't say that we we're going to go get in bidding wars. Obviously he's not going to do that, but I got the sense that, Washington will never lose a prospect because of money. Did you get that sense? That's what um, I got. Well, I've I've had that sense, but uh, you know, with uh, Kalen DeBoer, it's just he'd rather the money go to the existing players here. So um, no, absolutely. I'm just yeah. saying, Jed Fish, I, I think wants to do that too. But I, I get the, I got the sense that he's he's much more willing to work with high school players and what their financial requests are than Washington was under Kalen DeBoer. I, I don't know if you got that sense. Yeah, he's also bringing up his recruiting guy to replace Courtney Morgan, and his name is uh, Matt Doherty. So, um, you Not, know, No relation to Jimmy Doherty. Spelled, spelled, com- spelled completely different. You know, yeah, and, and I'm hearing good things about him as well. So, you know, it's just sometimes when you're a coach like um, uh, Jed Fish, 
at a school like Arizona, your resources are a little bit limited. So I think coming up here, number one, it's going to allow him to pay his existing guys a little bit more, but it's also going to give him the flexibility to add some things that he just wasn't able to do down at Arizona. Did you watch that George Reitster video, by the way? I did not. I about not. what happened down at Arizona. And I mean, George Reitster let it's out on Twitter. It's out on the message board about how Arizona just flat out dropped the ball with him. And if Arizona fans want to be upset about, um, you know, uh, Jed Fish coming up here after a week and a half ago saying he had no interest in leaving, you go ahead and watch that video. And yeah, you can see it makes perfect sense for him trying, you know, getting out of that. Not only did he get a raise, but, uh, you know, just the stuff that was going on down at Arizona, they just don't have the money. Yeah. They just don't. And, and they're I, running into a budget crunch to my, from what I'm, I've been told. Yeah. So. You know, so um, real interesting there, but um, not too much. I gleamed uh, from Jed and uh, you know, I mean, they all do it. The coach speak thing. You were, yeah. we're pretty used to it by now, Scott. He did. He did pretty well in the press conference though. I loved his, you know, what W stands for to him. him. He said, the W stands for winning. It stands for work and it stands for Washington. And we're going to make sure that we live up to all of those things. So um, one thing Troy Dannon said was during his coaching search, he wanted somebody who was maniacal about recruiting and that he loved recruiting and that he, he and his staff, he would hire a staff that was, that loved and was very good at recruiting. And um, so you guys who really love recruiting, I think you're going to get your wish. Uh, Washington's going to be in the mix for a lot of guys that they not necessarily couldn't have gotten in on, but they they didn't they decided not to go in on as hard, um, you know, during during DeBoer's uh, t- tenure. Yeah, their um, wide receiver coach Cummings is an elite recruiter. I think Jimmy Doherty is a pretty good recruiter. I'm not sure about the rest of the guys. As we start to do our homework and due diligence and you know vetting these guys, but uh, you know I think that's going to be real interesting with those guys. It, how do I say this? There's just a lot more resources to recruit to at Washington. Yeah, yeah, and they and there's a lot more to recruit too at the university of Washington. Um, he, one of the things that he mentioned was that Washington was the number two public institution in the entire country. And that's a lot easier to recruit to and sell to recruits than the other way around. Yeah, no, just, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, how do I, I don't know. I'm just spacing out today because I've just been going such a whirlwind. But, you know, we finally got a lot of this stuff behind us. You know, the whole, you know, Kalen DeBoer thing and what happened. I don't think that is productive at all. Um, you know, I've said this numerous times. You know, my dad told me a long time ago, when you're looking forward, you're living. And when you're looking back, you're dying. And that's why old people in nursing homes don't last very long because they don't have anything to look forward to. And they're always looking back. And I just think that, you know, looking at this whole Kalen DeBoer thing, what happened and those who it's just some people who have to blame people there has to be blame and it's kind of one of those things to me like okay you blame him and then you know you kind of shrug your shoulders while I showed them it doesn't do anything it doesn't accomplish anything so my big thing is if I come across wrong on the message boards I I put all that stuff behind me because it's just is nothing good comes from playing the blame game it doesn't matter you know, my favorite word next. And, you know, I've moved on from the whole thing. We've got a new coaching staff in front of us, a new culture, a new philosophy. 
we've got a lot of relationships to build over the next few months. And, you know, that's what we're going to do, Scott. Well, you talked about culture, Kim. One of the things that uh, Fish said was, hey, they have a great culture here. We're just going to build off of that and continue to continue to have a great culture here at the University of Washington. We we had to come in and basically, I mean, their team was so bad when they took over. They went 1-11 that first year, but he had to get guys to believe in that culture and, and teach guys how to win. And he said, up here, you are you guys already know how to win. And yeah. a lot of these guys know how to win. They just went 14-1. and won. And he said, I'm, I'm not having to teach kids how to keep their head in the game and win and what they've got to give. And he goes, I want to just continue that, but also build build it even more. It was kind of funny when he was memory, you know, people asking him about running out of the tunnel. And he says, I don't have real good memories in this place. And yeah. his, his, his tone changed. And, you know, the suspect holding call, a fumble over here. And it was kind of funny the way he yeah. remembered what happened at Husky Stadium. And a couple of times yeah. as a head coach, he was up here, especially well, when he talked about the suspect holding call. Yeah, and well, that was 2022, and then the um, uh, concussion that Vita Vea gave, gave Josh Rosen when he was the OC at yeah. UCLA. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so it was I funny when he was. Funny. It was funny when he was talking about that, you know. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, Scott. Uh, anything else we need to touch bases on? Um, I would keep an eye on. There's going to be a lot of movement here over the next. Um, what's today? Today's Tuesday. I would say. Over the next 15 days, so January 31st, right? Uh, January 31st, I think you're going to see this roster just completely start to take form. I think you're going to see a lot of um, portal guys being brought in. I think you're going to – well, we've already seen that um, Dyson McCutcheon has withdrawn his name from the from the portal. Um, and I think you might see a few more Huskies uh, pull their names back in. Uh, Jed Fish did make a mention that he – was going to be talking to some of those guys and, and everything. I think we'll see possibly will, will Rogers pull his name back in if, if Washington isn't able to get uh, Noah Fafita to come up. So a lot of, a lot of moving parts. We're going to have you completely covered here at dogman.com. Plus there's also 2024 recruiting where you might see Washington get in on a guy or two here that we didn't even really know about because the Arizona staff was working on them. And then uh, lastly, you're going to see 2025 start to pick up. Uh, Washington has lost um, two of their three uh, commits uh, from the 2025 class. That was the quarterback, Jackson Collick, and the uh, linebacker, the local linebacker from Bethel High School, Zadrius Rainey Saleh. Uh, both of those guys could come back in the mix or maybe Washington decides to go in different directions, but just stay, stay tuned here. We're going to have as much of it as we can for you guys and keep you guys all abreast of what's going on. Yeah, no, just, uh, want to give a big shout out to Scott and Chris. We've been slammed for a while. I mean, it's just <laughs> been not, it's been nonstop Scott. I mean, it's just yeah. been nonstop. We, 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 you know, what? I'm sorry, Kim, one last thing I wanted to point out, um, now, I, I know that Jim Harbaugh is in negotiations to possibly return for uh, next season and you know sign a contract extension or whatever. But if he decides to leave, which a lot of people thought he was going to, can you imagine the fact that there's going to be a rematch of the national championship game here on – is it October 5th? October 5th, yeah. Yeah. Both schools could have different coaches. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Probably will. Yeah, probably will. 
So it's it's just it's insane. So all the stuff that's going on. I mean, we we were talking about it with you know Mike Mike Farrell isn't even supposed to be on the beat anymore, Kim. You oh. know his replacement doesn't show up for another couple weeks, and um, he's like, okay, so <laughs> I've got to cover yeah. all this stuff that I didn't even think I was going to have to cover. So it's just nuts. No, it's just the travel. I've done so much travel, and then you know being in Vegas, you know, for several days, and then heading down to uh, New Orleans, you know, and trying to get those, uh, you know, uh, short notice flights to New Orleans wasn't easy. I was down there for a week and then coming back for a day and a half and then going down to Houston for five days and then getting back and thought I'd have a chance to breathe. And then all the DeBoer stuff started and just in the hiring of the new coach. And it's just been nonstop. And I, I just remember I said, you know, when I was down at Media Day, for the Sugar Bowl. And I think I sent you guys 15 interviews. I said, they're going to kill me. I mean, they are literally going to kill me. Hey, we got to give credit to Josh, too. He helped us uh, out with those, too. Oh, yeah. You know, just doing so much. And then just the networking and throwing beads in New Orleans was exhausting, Scott. It was oh, exhausting. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. It, I saw the picture that you took that you can't really post. But, yeah. There, yeah, so it was exhausting. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, Lindsay, yeah. goes, Lindsay goes, really? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. I wasn't the ringleader of that. No, I know people I'm sure won't you believe weren't. that. I, it you, wasn't you told me. me who was. You told yeah. me who was. I'm not saying I didn't throw a little gas on the fire, but I was. I sure wasn't. I, Kim, I sure wasn't the spark. You you are a gas on the fire thrower. That is <laughs> that is what you're known for. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have fun. So, yeah. hey, just really shout out to all of our long-term subscribers. We've been through, this is our ninth coaching change since we started Dogman.com in 1997. And we have a lot of people who've been there since day one. And we have a lot of amazing subscribers and uh, a lot of new subscribers as well. It's, uh, you know, and uh, with the traffic that's picked up and the subscriptions that have picked up, the page views that have picked up. That's just an indication of the reach of this program more than anything else, more than what we do. It just shows that there's a lot of interest in Husky football, you know, more than a lot of people probably understand. But when we start listing the countries of where people were logging on from, uh, it was pretty crazy when I look at those stats and see where people are coming, you know, and it establishes the reach of uh, Husky football. So anyway, so. Hey, for all of us at dogman.com, Chris Fetters is busy working. So for all the rest of us, Josh, Scott Eklund, I'm Kim Grenolds. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.